going to be turning to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It's not, it's not a uh, unfamiliar scripture to anybody who's been around church very long, especially Pentecost. We, we probably have heard this preached from many times. First uh, Peter 2 and 9. You stand with me and I read this verse. Just thank you for being here. This home church. Give this home church a good hand, man. Let me say this before we This church does things excellent. And I honor you for that. You do things excellent. Every time I come, the place looks better and better. And you guys do things well. And I, I appreciate that. Amen. You don't see that just everywhere that you go. But familiar scripture, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. Believe you leave some prayer tonight, brother. Lord God, Lord Jesus, so we love you. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Touch us tonight, Lord, in your mighty name, God. Oh, God, I pray that you would help me, God, in this building today, God. Help me to help somebody, God. Oh, Lord God, in your mighty name, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. We love you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' church, say amen. High five your neighbor and ask them if they're going to help the preacher tonight. I'd like for just a, a little while tonight to talk to you from this simple thought from darkness to light. From darkness to light. What is darkness? A lot of people are afraid of the dark. Can't sleep without a nightlight. Anybody like that? Come on. It doesn't bother me. I like it to be dark when I'm sleeping, but we're definitely living a dark time. In Exodus 10, 21 through 22, we see Moses. The Lord told Moses to stretch out his hand, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. For three days. Darkness that was so thick that uh, that it could be felt. I don't know that I have ever been in that kind of darkness too much in my life. Um, in general, most of the time we can't really describe darkness as physical darkness of something that we can feel. But I would dare say that most of us, um, we we probably think that we have felt some darkness of the spiritual world. And though we have never probably remembered the darkness that was so dark that we could feel, I, I believe that there probably are times that you have felt the darkness that we are fighting against in this hour sure. and you have felt it very strong in your life. Because the truth of the matter is that... that Darkness is only exists because there is an absence of light. Yes. That's the only reason that darkness is even around because there is an absence of light. And wherever there is an absence of light, you have darkness. So if you can go to the depths of all the caverns and caves of this world 
and you would find some darkness. You may go into your basement that doesn't have windows and things of that nature and you would find some darkness because if it is said that if something reflects no light, it is black. If it reflects part of the rays, it is blue, indigo, or red. But if something reflects all the rays of the sunlight, it is what's called white. And tonight, I'm thankful that that darkness, spiritual darkness, is not an issue when it comes to Jesus. I know that we're living in gross darkness. And I know that hell is, is, is amping it up because it knows that it doesn't have a lot of time. And it's fighting against the church. And there's a lot of darkness. And we've, we have surely seen it over the last uh, a few years, especially maybe over the last little bit. And, and darkness is really amping up in this world. But I'm thankful, praise God, that Jesus, there is no darkness in Him. As a matter of fact, in Revelation 22 and 5, the Bible lets us know there will be no night. There will be no darkness. There will be no need for a candle. There will be no need for the sun. Because God is going to give us the light when we get to heaven. Praise God. Darkness is not an issue when it comes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. brother. Amen. Come on. Who's going to help me tonight? Darkness is not an issue for God. Right. One reason I love the very first verses of the Word of God. The creation. The story of the creation. One day I was sitting at work and me and a co-worker was talking about the Bible. And uh, my boss's dad, which he's passed not too long ago, but he was one of the owners one time. He come up and said, what are y'all doing? We're talking about the Bible. And he said, what are y'all talking about? We told him. And, uh, and, and he said, you know what? I, I think there's types and shadows in the Bible. And I think that even the first chapter in the Bible, uh, the, the, the story about the creation, I, I think that's just a type and shadow and it didn't actually happen. And I think that Adam and Eve probably wasn't real people, but they was just a, a maybe a type and shadow of something. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Because here's the thing. If the devil can convince you that the very first chapter of the Word of God is not true, he can also convince you that when Jesus went to Calvary and shed blood for you, it's not true. And when he went to the grave, hallelujah, and he was buried, praise the Lord, and he rose again. If he can convince you that the very beginning of the Bible is not true, then he'll take away the hope that we may have in the ending. Yes, come on, that's right. But I love the creation. To me, it's one of the most incredible things that there are. Number one, because Brother Gibson, God just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There is no Big Bang theory. There's no other way for that, that creation might have happened, no matter what somebody else out there may say. Hallelujah. All there was, God spoke it and bang, there it was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. God spoke it and here we are. All the beauty that we have out there, all the beauty in this world, God spoke it. And it yes. yes. Come on. Yes. Amen. I know we know it. Those who read your bread program. Anybody read your Bible through every year read your bread program? Come on. Come on. Come on. Even if you didn't finish it, we all done Genesis anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times can you read Genesis? <laughs> Genesis 1 and 1, we know it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. 
And the earth was without form. And void and darkness. Everybody say darkness. Darkness. Darkness yeah. was upon the face of the deep. Yeah. I don't care how dark and how deep it may seem like you are in your life. The very second verse in the Word of God can give you hope tonight. Because yes. it said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Yeah. If you're feeling yeah. darkness. You feel like you're in that place today. And you don't know where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And you're facing all kind of darkness. What you need is what we feel here tonight. You need the Spirit of God to begin to move upon you. Because when the Spirit of God begins to move in your life, it begins to bring you out of that darkness. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And then God began to speak and He said, Let there be light. And there was light. What somebody needs today in this place, if you're in that dark place, you need the Spirit of God to begin to move on your life. And let God begin to speak you out of the dark that you're in, praise God. There's a light that He's got for us. Do we got to be willing to let God begin to speak in our life? Hallelujah. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how bad it is. There's a God that's reaching for you. There's a God that's trying to pull you out of the darkness and bring you into His marvelous life. A lot of theologians say that when Satan... That the earth was formed and then, then that when Satan was cast out, that he was cast down to the earth. And, and when he did, it, it caused chaos and it caused the darkness in the world. And, and I, I don't know what your, your ideal or your theology is of that, but no matter what our, our theology may be, we know that there was darkness on the earth. Yeah. Sure. We know that there was darkness on the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then if you was to keep reading... Through the, uh, the book of Genesis, we, we would see that God divided the light from the darkness. Yeah. And God said, God called the light day and He called the darkness. He called it night. Yeah. Notice at what He begins to say here after, this, uh, after He'd done this. He said, in the evening and the morning were the first day. Then watch as God begins to work finishing His creation. God said, let the firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide from the waters the water, from the waters. And, and God called the firmament heaven in the evening and the morning. Notice the evening and the morning. It was the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let the dry land appear. Uh, and it was so. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb, yielding seed and fruit and tree. And, and God began to, to uh, have all the fruit and everything, just the beauty that you see in the roses and the flowers out there. He began to create the beauty. And when He got done creating all that, God saw that it was good yeah. in the evening, in the morning, the third day. God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven, divided from the day, night, day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, for days and years. And God made two great lights. Everybody say two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And He made the stars also. Destiny, I love that. He just throwed that out there. And He made the stars. Oh, you know, you walk out and see the beautiful starry night and how vast and huge it is. Oh, I, I made them too. In the evening, in the morning, for the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundant the moving creatures that have life with fowl that may fly above the earth and in the open firm of the heaven. And God created the whales and, and every living creature. And, and Brother Texas, He created the bass. Yeah. <laughs> and the crappie. Yeah. Come on. Amen. And the catfish. And for y'all, catfish nuts. <laughs> And He created every winged fowl after His kind. And God saw that it was good in the evening. 
in the morning of the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures. Cattle, creeping things. The beasts of the earth after its kind. It was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeped upon the earth after their kind. And God saw that it was good, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God saw that his, that that uh, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening, in the morning, for the sixth day. Come on. God in His incredible greatness made everything by His spoken word. He made, he made it beautiful. And it doesn't matter whether we think these was, uh, uh, was six literal days or, or six eons or what they call a thousand year period. It doesn't matter. God made it. And we see something very, very incredibly significant. One day when I was reading something uh, just hit me. It was several years ago. Something just hit me as I was reading this. And I noticed the fact that when He got done with His creation during the day, Brother Giffen, He said, the evening and the morning and he finished the day. The evening in the morning. Now for most of us, our day starts in the morning and ends at night. Yeah. Although we've got some uh, crazy teenagers nowadays that think you should stay up all night long gaming and Facebooking and all that kind of stuff and then you sleep all day long during the daytime. I don't understand that. That's another sermon. Maybe I'll preach it sometime here. But for me, my day starts... Around 4.30, I'm going to do work at 6 o'clock. That's kind of biblical because the first hour in the Word of God was 6 o'clock. And when they, the ninth hour, or uh, the third hour, was about 9 o'clock because your day started at 6 and went to 6 o'clock in the evening. So when you see it talking about the 6th hour, the ninth hour, you can just count from 6 o'clock and you'll figure out what time it was because all through God's economy, economy all through the Word of God, he, we always worked in this manner that we woke up with, a day, with the roosters in the morning and we went to bed at night time, praise the Lord. We worked from the day until night time. Sure. But God's day seemed to work from a different perspective. It seemed that God worked from night until the day. I want to tell you what it tells me tonight. It would seem that God does His best work. Because I want to tell you what, when you look at the vast creation that we have out there and everything, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the ocean, but I can just go sit and watch the ocean, enjoy it. I can look at the mountains and the beauty and the springtime begins to come and I, and I look at all the beautiful flowers that's coming up and I look at all of God's creation. Yes. Sister Missy, I realize that God, hallelujah, done His best work at that night time. Because from the evening and the morning, He worked during the night time. He worked through the night.
Jesus said, uh, then Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light, hallelujah, of life. I want to tell you what, I know every one of us here that's been blood-bought, born again, praise the Lord. I know you was in darkness, but thank God there was a light that came in my world, hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, no matter how deep and dark you may find yourself, the Word of God lets us know that God's arm is not too short, that He cannot reach us. And His ear is not too heavy, that He cannot hear us. So I don't care where you are, if you'll begin to cry out, and you'll begin to reach up, God is going to shine His light in your dark world. He's going to hear you. He's going to pull you out. The old song says it well. You, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then what? In a little light from heaven, feel my soul. He bathed my heart in love, and he wrote my name above. Just a little talk with Jesus. Come on. We all was there, right? Yes, sir. And though it may seem dark in your world right now. There's a God that's shining in this dark world. There's a God that's working from your darkness and trying to bring you into the light. What's the Word of God say that we can? Hallelujah. Endure it for a night. But what? Joy comes in the morning. You may be weeping in your night, but you keep on letting God work. Praise God. Oh, come on. Let Him work in that dark area that you are. Praise God that you're in. Because God is working from your darkness and trying to bring you, praise the Lord, from your darkness into His marvelous life. It doesn't matter how dark your world. Hallelujah. The God that I serve knows how to work, praise God, from darkness. Come on, if you're thankful that God's called you out of the darkness, out of darkness in His marvelous life, you ought to stand in your feet right now and give a shout and a praise and thank God. Praise the Lord. Oh, somebody get some light. Stood up in this world. on hold. Put all that I just told you on hold for a second. And let's go down another path. I'll try to tie it all together before we leave here tonight. At Walt Disney World in Disney MGM Studios at the animation part of the park they have a chair where you can go to see the animation uh, anim animators at work. They have a raised floor area where you can walk through and look at the people working through the glass. But at one point, there, and during the tour, there is a door that says dark room. One of the animators there had decided to make it a little more fun for those that were cheering. And, and so they began, they, they took the door and they drawed a picture of the door to the room slightly open and darkness spilling out of the room onto the floor. The caption on the door says this, Do not open this door. You will let the dark out. Of course, we know that the whole purpose of the door is not to keep the darkness in, but to keep the light out. 
But there's one thing that we know for sure that light has a way of making its way through the cracks. Yes. Even around any kind of door. We, we can count on light penetrating the darkness if it can find a way in. We know that because light is an absolute. It was Einstein that said the reason he could construct the theory of relativity was because that there is one thing in the world that is unchangeable. That one thing is the speed of light. And it is a, the only constant in the physical material universe. Light travels at the rate of 186,000 miles per second. That is seven times around our world at the tick of the clock. And just as the physical light is constant in the physical and the material universe, this light that I'm preaching about tonight, Jesus, is also a constant in the spiritual world. The Word of God tells me in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord and I change not. Hallelujah. The Hebrew writer said it this way in Hebrews 3 and 18 or 13 and 8. He said, uh, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to tell you tonight, Jesus does not change. Jesus isn't absolutely tonight. And Jesus wants to take you from take you from your darkness, praise God, and speak some light into existence in your world. Though the devil may have a door and try to tell you, try to keep the darkness in your life inside. But is trying to get inside that door and bring his light to where you are. Just as God created darkness, uh, just as uh, God created the dark, created out of darkness and the chaos in the beginning, he wants to replace our chaos and our darkness, praise God, with his marvelous light. He wants to bring something great into our world, praise God. But somebody's got to be willing to open the door, praise God. He hates Jesus. In this present hour that we live in, this, 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 the darkness of Satan is trying to take over this world that we're living in. The darkness is trying its best to take over this world. Listen, as Jesus talked about the darkness in John 3, 19 and 20, when he said, And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, and neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I'm going to tell you what he hates the church. Hallelujah. That's why he tried to turn. That's why he tried to shut us down last year. But it didn't work, praise God. I would dare say that last year, 2020, there was more preaching that went across this world than there's ever been. Because when he tried to shut the light down in the church, you can't shut the light down, praise God. It's going to find a way in the crevices and the cracks. So when he tried to shut the churches down, we got on the internet, we got on Facebook, we got on YouTube, praise God. We begin to shout it out. We begin to let the world know there's a God, hallelujah, that's fighting for us in those Hallelujah. Again, we know that darkness only exists because there is an absence of light. And where there is an absence of light, you have darkness. And that's why hell wants the church to stay quiet. That's why he wants you to 
Keep your mouth shut at school. Keep your mouth shut at your job. Don't talk to your families about Jesus. Hell wants you to stay away from any doorway that would allow the light of Jesus to come into anybody's life or even into your life. But listen to me. I see the light. I see Jesus. Hallelujah. In Revelations 3 and 20, standing at the door and knocking and saying, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I want to come into him and I want to sup with him and him with me. Praise God. But hell wants us to keep that door shut. But Jesus is still knocking at that door. opening of our Bible the story of Genesis that I just talked about when God was working from darkness to light he created the word says he created a light to rule the day and he created a light to rule the night God just wanted to remind the devil from the get go that his evil darkness that he brought upon this world can only go so far on this earth because we see the sun shine and it shines on one side of the earth and it begins to rule that day I don't care how cloudy it is I don't care how much it's raining when the sun comes up there's going to be some light and when we let the sun begin to come up in our life I don't care how cloudy it is I don't care how rainy how stormy your life may be if you will open that light up praise God it's going to brighten your world up Come on, man. and so darkness is almost completely driven out of the earth by the bright sun shining on it only in the deep parts and the caverns and, and maybe those heavily fortified areas uh, does the light not able to reach there and the sun shines on only half of the earth at the time at the time but the sun was not the only light meant to shine on this world. When the sun is not in the sky, the Bible says that He created the lesser lights to shine, to give us light. We see the stars and the moon shining down on us, but the moon is the biggest source of the light on the dark side of the earth. Stay with me tonight, but let me lose you. And that light shining from the sun onto that moon is reflected onto the dark side of the earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we know, come on, we know that the moon in itself does not have a source of light at all. Come on. As a matter of fact, when the astronauts landed on the moon, they said it was very gray and very dark and very charcoal looking. It was actually just a very dark place. Yes. I want to read to you again John 8 and 12. Jesus speaking to them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Yes. Thank God Jesus is the light of this world. It just as the sun shines on this earth and makes it day. While Jesus walked on this earth, he, he covered this world with his light. Amen. 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 Yeah. He came to this world. There was a light to come in, brother Gibbon, that had never been seen before. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. The God of heaven 
robed himself in flesh and he stepped into this world and there was a light to begin to walk. And everywhere Jesus went, things began to happen, right? When Jesus began to start his ministry and walk in that place that that, that God had called, that, that he was put on this earth to be, hallelujah, everywhere he went, something began to happen. The room began to light up, hallelujah. Darkness began to flee. We read about how the devils would begin to run and say, What the hell? What are we going to do with you, Jesus? What are you doing coming here before our time? And darkness and devils begin to flee because when the light walks in the room, darkness has to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But then Jesus died. And that light was taken out of this world. And now, after. Jesus, the light's death, the burial, and the resurrection. Where's the light? How does a world that was sent suddenly back into darkness receive light? Listen as the Apostle Paul gives us the answer when he was writing to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. For God who commended the light to shine out of darkness yeah. You notice there we have the light working from darkness again. Yeah, come on. Who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined where? In our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and what? Not of us. Yeah. So just like the moon that has no light, it's dark, it's dreadful looking without the light shining on us, that is us too. Yes. When we come to Jesus, let me tell you what, we was dark and, and, and we was miserable and, and we, was, we was out of sync, we was living in darkness, but when that light of God shined down on top of us, praise God, and He shined in our heart, now all of a sudden something begins to happen to our life. So just like the moon that has no light within itself, we don't have no light of our own. We cannot shine our own light in this world, but God has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. It is our job to position ourselves in the right proximity to this world that the sun, hallelujah, can shine on darkness through us. It's only by reflecting the light of God that we can bring light into a dark world. So when the light of this world left this world, what did he say? Greater works shall you do because I've got to go to the Father. How can we do greater works than Jesus? Because let me tell you what, he was in one spot and he walked this earth. But if we can position ourselves all over this world in proximity where the sun is shining on us and we can shine back on this world, we can light this entire world up. Yes, sir. Just as Jesus is the light of the world and rules the day. Just as Jesus is the light of the world and rules the day. He has given us the power. He has given us the ability to shine His light so that we may rule the darkness. Praise God. I know that Jesus is the light of the world. But you know what He's commissioned us to do? He has made us the lesser light. And we shine on the darkness of this world. Because you know what? The sun, when it's shining on the one side, it drives away the darkness. But on the dark side of the world, you know what it is shining on it? It's the moon. Hallelujah. In the darkness of the 
darkness in this world. They need you. They need me to be the moon and reflect the light of God on this dying lost world. Hell knows this. Hell knows that God has commissioned us to be the light of the world. Hell knows, hallelujah, that God has commissioned us, praise the Lord, to be the moon, the lesser light, nothing to myself, but only through the works of God to shine in this dying lost world. Hell knows that. And that's why he's trying to create darkness in our world, in our churches, to keep us from shining the light of the glorious gospel. Praise God for our lives. Hallelujah. And somewhere on your street, they are walking in darkness. Hallelujah. Somewhere at your school, they are walking in darkness. Somewhere in your family, somebody is walking in darkness. Somewhere in your workplace, they are walking in darkness. Praise God. They're living with the darkness of hell in their life. But God has called us from darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. He, yeah, come on, hear me tonight. There may be a darkness, praise God, in this world. But God has called us. God's called someone to bring light to this community, brother. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. God's called somebody in your city, your area, your church, wherever you're from, to drive the darkness out. God's called us to rule over the darkness and to drive it out by reflecting the light of Jesus. Come on, you're right. On this dying, dark world. But the darkness is not going to give up easy without a fight. The closer we get to the resurrection, the harder hell is going to fight against the church of the living God. I want to read John 3, 19 through 21 again. I read it all ago, but I didn't read the entire scripture, just only part of it. And this is the condemnation that light is come to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, and neither cometh to the light, lest he, uh, his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Again, darkness is the absence of light. But God has called us from darkness into his marvelous light. And God did not call us to hide our light under a bushel, praise God. But he called us, praise Lord, that we would rule the night. Just like he created the moon, he created you to reflect him. Just like he created the moon to reflect the sunlight, praise God, on the dark nights. So we can drive down, have you ever done that? Drive down the road, turn your headlights off because you got that full moon out there. Hallelujah. That full moon is when it's in the best proximity. It's when it's in that position where it can get the entire sunlight and shine, hallelujah, on the dark side. And that's when it's the brightest. It's when that moon is in full light of that moon and the earth is here and the sun is there and we're here reflecting on the back side, the dark side of the world. And that's what this world needs. Us to do in hell is fighting, but we gotta fight back, and we've got something to fight, we've got a life. And Jesus looked at Peter, Matthew 16, 17 through 18. He said, Blessed are thou, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed uh, who I am to thee, but thy Father which is in heaven. And I say to thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In this verse, Jesus is talking about the gates of hell. It's talking about the proximity of where hell has positioned the gates. Hallelujah. And it's been positioned as gates in a defensive mode. The gates of hell is in a defensive mode to keep uh, your door shut where the light of God can't get in there. Praise God. But it's time for the church. We are the light. Praise God. And we're going to light up this community. We're going to light up our world. We're going to light up our squirrels, schools. We're going to light up, praise God, our workplaces. We've got to get hell, praise God. We're going to bind together and we're going to fight against the gates of hell. It's time for us to lay bombard against the gates of hell and hit it with everything we got. Every time we make an attack against the gates of hell, we're weakening them walls. We're knocking down them walls. That's keeping out the light, praise God. Every time you get on your knees, you begin to pray for your family members, and you weep for God. You're shining a light. You're breaking down the gates of hell. Every time you begin to pray for your city, you pray for your church. Say, God, send us revival. God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. You're breaking down. You're taking a battering ram, and you're beating against the gates of hell. Every time you get up, and you worship God with everything you've got. You're taking a battle around and you're beating against the gates of hell. Ephesians 5, 8 says, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye in the light. Walk as children of light. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Amen. we got to start walking as children of light. Come on, amen. amen. Come on, we're spending too much time on Facebook, too much time on social media, too much time binge watching. And you know what? We're letting the light dim. We're not out there where we need to be. There's so many gadgets and toys out there that keep us from shining and being the light that we need to be. And hell is laughing and the gates of hell are prevailing. But let me tell you what, when the church really begins to be the church and the church stands up and the church begins to shine a light like God has called us to be a light, we're going to knock down the gates of hell. We're going to knock down, we're going to make a way for the light to go the dark places. Yes. Come on, amen. Jesus has called us out of darkness to light. I don't know if you noticed or not, but we're spiritual beings living in this physical world. I've had this on my mind a lot lately. Let me just throw it in here for a moment. We're so worldly Minded, we forgot that we are really eternal beings. Right? We're so connected to this world that it's hard for us to shine the light that we need to shine. Because, Brother Matt Gallimore, in this world there's darkness and gross darkness. And you've got to be so careful with what you connect yourself to because it will knock you out of proximity where the sun can't really shine on you. You know, where you can shine into this dark world. And we've got to understand that we are spiritual beings living in a physical world. Ephesians 6 and 12, uh, Paul told the Ephesian church, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against what? The rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes. But there is a greater light that is to rule over this darkness. First yes. John 4 4 tells us about it. He says, You are God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is He that is in you than He that is in this world. Yes. Come on. Yes. 
Strange is the only way that we're going to shine this light like we're supposed to shine it, praise God, is we've got to let it shine. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's not really that complicated. we got to get out of our box. we got to get out of our shell. And we got to be willing, praise God, to be alive in this dying, lost world. You're going to be different. You're not going to be like everybody else. And if you blend in with everybody else, hallelujah, you're just going to be like the darkness of this world. But Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14, you're the light of the world. Yes. He said, for reason, you are the light of the world. Yes. That's it. You're a city that's set on a hill. And cannot be hid. Right. Let me tell you, if you think you're trying to blend in at work or school or around your buddies, they know what you are. Yeah. Come on. You're just making yourself look like a fool. Yeah. Trust me, I've been there, I've done that, and I've got the t-shirt for it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on now. September. 1987, I, I go to I go to church and I'd shout and I, I'd get on the trade school bus and I'd act like everybody else. And one day I said a little word and a guy looked at me and said, I thought you were a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what I've done, Sister, Sister Misty? I've I, I, I got myself in the right proximity where the sun wasn't shining, but I was just like a crescent moon that night. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. He says, so let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, and then what will happen? And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yes, yes. If we're to be what God has called us to be. Now I know my brother showed out the meat last night, right? Come on. <laughs> Good. Well, let me tell you what, this is just as hard. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah we, we can throw it in there and everybody say, Oh yeah, Come I want to be a Christian, but when it comes time to shine the light. Yeah. 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 Come on. Come on. When it, when it comes time when God when God says, Go tell them about it. Go tell them about me. You're right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Woo! Come on. Praise God. I don't cut my hair. I wear skirts. I wear my sleeves down here. I, I, go, I go swimming. I wear my pants, long pants as a guy. You know, I'm, I'm having stock. I'm holy. Come on. Yeah. Go witness to them. Come on. I think I can do that, God. Come on. Walking up and inviting that person to church. Walking up and inviting them, hallelujah, to a Bible study. Inviting them to a small group, praise God. That is just as much, hallelujah, shining your light as you walking around being holy. As you walking around being righteous. And I believe all that. You know that, praise God. But I want to tell you what. The way we're going to fill our churches up. The way we're going to run the darkness away. Is when you and I begin to stand up. And we begin to be the light that God has called us to be. It is not all adjusted to looking holy. Hallelujah. Talking to somebody. Bringing them out of darkness. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Only when our light shines is that darkness really going to be defeated. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. This little light of mine. Come on. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. 
I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine This is the one though Everywhere I go yeah. I'm gonna let it shine Everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine Everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Pop Epstock, it's time to let it shine. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Warrior Church, you may be here tonight. It's time to let it shine. Come on. Come on, amen. I'm gonna bring this to close tonight. I done better tonight. Usually, the last, I usually preach about 45 minutes, except when I preach here. <laughs> it's in the atmosphere. Yeah. And then usually it's an hour and 15 minutes. But I've been 45 minutes. The praise team's coming. i got a few more things to say. And I'm going to be done. I remember being in fifth grade and going to Mammoth Cave. Anybody remember that? We stopped about a quarter mile in. We stopped at this large cavern that is known as the Methodist Church. It is a large room. It's a large canyon room with the ceiling reaching about 50 feet tall. Reverend George Slater Gatewood, back in the 1800s, would hold special church services in this canyon room. And I remember as that fifth grader, as our guide climbed up on top of the one ledge that's about 15 feet high, it was known as the pulpit. And then they turned all the lights out. It was dark. I remember specifically taking my hand, putting it on my nose, and I could not even see my, my hand whatsoever. It was very, very dark. I remember taking my children with me several years ago after that and it didn't work the same. There's too many cell phones. But when I was a kid, didn't know where the guide went. But all of a sudden, the entire 50 feet high canyon room exploded into light. Because he had took one match one little match and illuminated that room. That one small match. You may feel insignificant. You may feel small. But if you have any light whatsoever in your life, it's time to shine to this world. Why? Why? 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6 gives us that answer. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not of ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God commanded the light to shine 
out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give light the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Today, every one of us was created to bring God glory. And the best way that we can bring glory to God is to share the gospel. To share the message. Jesus told Paul in Acts, He said, open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. He said, turn them from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. We are to be that light to help them out of darkness. Surely there's a neighbor. There's a friend. There's somebody that you go to school with. I know there's a youth rally. Some may be there, but there's some here today. There's a friend on Facebook that you're connected to. That you can shine a light and help bring them out of darkness. The moon only reflects the light of the sun in accordance to where it is in this orb, uh, as its position to the sun. Hear me tonight as I bring this to close. I'm going to get out of the way and they're going to sing and I hope somebody, I hope God lays somebody on your heart. Hope God lays a community, a road, an area, something on your heart. Because darkness is trying to close in, but this world needs us to be the light. to make sure that we are positioned in a place where we'll reflect the light of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. You know the only time we don't see the moon at night besides when it's cloudy. When it's at its lowest visibility. It's during the new moon. Do you know what the position of the moon, the new moon is? It is when the moon is between the sun and the earth. Listen. There is types and shadows in the word of God. And God created things like this for a reason. So the reason you can't see the moon is because the moon by itself is only darkness. And the sun is shining on this side. If we look at it like this, the sun is here. This is the moon and here's the earth. The sun is shining on this side of the moon. So it's reflecting back to the sun. But there's no reflection going back to the earth. And when we get ourselves positioned to the world where all they see is the darkness of us. All they see is the dark side of us. We'll never be a light to this world. Sister Misty, when we are more concerned about them seeing me instead of him. That's when I become the darkest. 
we got a generation that's consumed with me. We got a generation that's consumed. Look at me. Yes. We got it the church. If I can't get in the pulpit, I'm not gonna go to church. If I can't sing my special, I can't. Me, me, me. Come on, talk about it. It's the new moon. When the moon's in between the earth and the sun. But we shine our best. When we position ourselves toward the sun. It's the full moon. The sun is there. The earth is here. And I'm above, living above the world. But below the sun. And the light is shining down on me and shining back to this dying, lost world. And the only thing they see, they don't see the ugly darkness in me, but they see only the fact that the light, praise God, is shining off of me. And I've become the light to spring them out of their darkness and help lead them into His marvelous light. Now, this is me, and you can do what you want to do. But I refuse to make a profile picture of anything I have of me in a selfie. Come on. I'll make it with me and my wife, me and my kids, me and my grandson, but you're not going to see me by myself because I'm not going to make it all about me. I'm going to make it all about Jesus. I'm going to make it all about Him. Hallelujah. And they need to hear it. When you're at work and they're telling their dirty jokes, you need to say, man, we had church last night. We had apostolic church. We need to tell them all about it. They need to see, they need to see more than your apostolic dress. They need to see you, praise God, loving your church, loving your God, position yourself, praise God, where they can see God in His fullness. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his arms. I'm asking you, as you stand tonight, I'm done and I'm asking you. Would you go shine? Would you go shine your light? Come on, there's no doubt. Hopefully, somebody has already had somebody in mind. You've been thought about somebody already. God's been dealing with you. You know what you need to start doing? You need to start praying for that person. You need to start saying, God, what can I do to be a light to help bring them out of their darkness? Hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to tell you what. There, God it can bring them out. But we got to be willing to open that door up, praise God. Not to let the darkness out, but to let the darkness out. To let the light inside. Hallelujah. You've got the light of the glorious gospel. And you need to shine. You need to shine. You need to shine in this dying lost world. So I'm asking you to come to this altar. They get ready to sing, and I want you to praise God. If you if you need to uh, if you need to repent, I want you to repent. If you need the darkness out of you, just begin to cry out to God, and you'll get it out. But my main purpose here tonight is.
to call on a church, hallelujah, and tell us that we need to be shining our light in a dying lost world. And God has commissioned us to be the lesser light, to shine, praise God, on this dying lost world. Darkness starts to tremble 